Welcome to the Strategy Driven Leadership Conversation. Relational Leadership, the Building Blocks of Trust, Part 1 of 2. On behalf of the entire Strategy Driven team, I would like to welcome you to this edition of the Strategy Driven Leadership Conversation. Relational Leadership, the Building Blocks of Trust, Part 1 of 2. Strategy-driven leadership conversations focus on the values and behaviors characteristics of highly effective leaders. Complementing the strategy-driven management and leadership articles, these conversations examine the real-world challenges managers face every day that aren't easily solved with a new or redesigned process and instead demand the application of soft leadership skills to achieve a positive outcome. In this episode, Frank McIntosh, author of The Relational Leader, a revolutionary framework to engage your team, shares with us his insights on how to establish and maintain trust between an organization's executives, managers, and employees, the foundation without which no organization can be truly successful. And so now, without any further delays, let's get started. We are privileged to be joined by Frank McIntosh, author of The Relational Leader, a revolutionary framework to engage your team. During his 36-year career, Frank has worked with many of the most recognized companies and executives in the world. He has provided consulting services for peers across the country and helped initiate junior achievement programs in Ireland, the Ivory Coast, Oman, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, and Uzbekistan. Frank was inducted into the Delaware Business Leaders Hall of Fame in October 2008, one of 38 individuals so honored, and the first not-for-profit executive to receive this distinction in Delaware's 300-year business history. Frank, welcome back to the Strategy Driven Leadership Conversation Podcast. Hey, it's great to be here, Nathan. How are you doing? I'm doing very well trying to keep warm down here in Atlanta with all of our snow. Uh-huh. <laughs> Great to have you back on the program. I hope that uh, you're keeping warm with the uh, the snow that's come through your way. Well, uh, we, we're doing okay. Uh, upset that they just, they canceled the Eagles game last night. Yeah. It uh, would have been fun to watch that uh, in, in, in the weather. Yeah, I guess no, not, we'll have to do that on Tuesday. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Well, Frank, to start out uh, our conversation today, I was hoping we could do a little recap for our listeners, and I was wondering if you would define for us what relational leadership is. Uh, certainly, yes, Nathan. It's if you think of it as uh, providing enlightened leadership. Uh, to a group of people. Uh, it's uh, what I like to call people-centric. If, mm-hmm. if you think of it in terms of uh, a Venn diagram, the, the uh, elements of relational leadership 
become fidelity, appreciation, and value, and they form intertwined circles with people at the center. Uh, it's the uh, interaction of these elements uh, in the form of their attributes that creates a relational leader. Uh, I refer to fidelity as the prime element, uh, and it's represented by the attributes of fairness, character, and trust. Um, the second element is appreciation. That's represented by fun and celebration. Mm -hmm. And the final element, uh, value, is represented by attentiveness and uh, purpose. And all of these uh, elements and attributes working together, focused on people at the center, uh, create a, a relational leadership environment. Okay. Now, Frank, when I think of being people-centric, I think of one of the core attributes as being trust that people have for one another. What role does trust play in relational leadership? Nathan, trust is the key to the whole concept because everything that you do or think about doing is built upon it. Uh, mm -hmm. Most people have experienced, I, I think most people have experienced situations in their work life where they feel that they've been let down. Uh, generally, I think this occurs when the leader broke the bond of trust. And, and because of this, it's, it's really hard for people to just accept at face value that a condition of trust exists, regardless of what the leader says. Sometimes what happens yeah. is if the leader says, Oh, you can trust me, or I'm trustworthy, or or uh, it's it's all statement uh, based, and people are saying, "Yeah, been there, done that," was disappointed, mm -hmm. and uh, and so the the leader has to prove that he or she is worthy of trust, and for many people, this is just a hard condition for them to accept. But without it, there's no possibility of relational leadership. So it becomes incumbent upon the, the leader and in, in the, in the leadership to, to uh, build a trust environment. But to, for most people anyway, uh, they're not going to just accept it because you say that's what we have here. And one of the things that you said that rang so true for me, trust has to be earned. And so often I see people that just expect you to trust them because, well, I'm the manager – and you should trust me because I've been put in this position, as though it's an automatic or a given. It's because you are the manager that I don't trust you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, if you don't have trust within an organization, what are some of the, uh, the negative things that happen? Well... Uh, when you when you're in a situation where trust is in question, mm -hmm. then really everything that happens becomes questioned. And why did that happen? Um, who put you up to that? Uh, if I have any doubt whatsoever about the outcome of what you've just said, as it relates to me and I don't have a trusting environment in which to work, then I'm going to question it. And while I'm questioning this, uh, 
my energy is being uh, put, you know, in a different place. Uh, it's not towards a productive end uh, for the business or for whatever my work uh, load might be. It, it's sort of being put out there to say, how do I protect myself against what could be something bad that's going to happen to me? So whether it's bad or it's not bad is immaterial, at least at the outset. It's, it's, it's because uh, I'm questioning it that causes a, a lack of productivity. It probably causes a lack of, of efficiency. It causes certainly maybe a lack of, of, of uh, quality output. And uh, it's, uh, it's just a very unsettling uh, position to be in. Interestingly, at least I think so, I was just out uh, interviewing an 81-year-old gentleman for a mm -hmm. project that, that I'm currently working on. And one of the questions I asked him was how much he trusted his boss when he was on the job. And immediately this fellow, 100%, he said. And uh, well, I said, well, that, that must have been good, but how did you know that you could trust him? And Clyde's answer was very straightforward. He, he said, because he trusted me. Oh. I thought that was an interesting response. So we looked at it a little more, and he said, he gave me projects. He listened to what I had to say. If it made sense, he told me to go do it. If yes. he didn't understand what it was that I was telling him, he would uh, ask me questions so that he could understand it. And then he said, go do it. Right? And even if he didn't understand what he would say to me, he said, you think this will work? Well, and and, and uh, I would say yes, and he would say, well, get on with it then. Uh, and he, he trusted me, and, and and because he trusted me so much, I knew I could trust him. Okay. That's a pretty interesting, it was a fascinating part of our conversation. That That is interesting. You know, and it, something I guess I've experienced that I've I found interesting, and and it comes up from time to time. So this isn't maybe fully unique, but I've actually had people tell me that they trust their leaders in a negative sense. In other words, they've come to expect certain, we might call it bad behavior, mm -hmm. or. Yeah, I have a lot of trust in leaders. They're going to say this, and then they're going to do that. It it, it almost falls back to consistency. They are right. consistently bad, and I can I can set my watch mm -hmm. by how bad it's going to be consistently. The other thing I think I hear too from a lot of folks that have a lack of trust of their their leaders, though, is high attrition. Is they leave the leaders they can't trust. Oh yeah. So I forget exactly where the quote originated from, but I know a fellow named Marcus Buckingham is, uh, I think, noted for having saying it, is people join an organization and then they leave their managers. And regardless of the, the reputation an organization has, if you can't trust the manager, people just leave. Well, they certainly will eventually, and 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 I think we're coming up on something, uh, Nathan. That uh, is, is businesses should 
be a little concerned about because as as we emerge from this uh, recession, uh, jobs are eventually going to be created. Elsewhere. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and right now I don't think people are necessarily leaving uh, their positions, regardless of how they feel about them, because there's no place to go. Uh, right. But when that changes, uh, there could be a mass exodus uh, from companies that uh, that are that that have a, you know, a trust factor, a negative trust factor, uh, and, and and or uh, that are not relational, at least at some level, uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, I think that uh, that's going to put a hole in, in a lot of the operating procedures that are going on because they're going to lose talent and and not have any because they haven't been hiring anyone. They have nobody to replace them with. So what are they going to do? Yeah, exactly. That well, they're they're going to be in a war of hurt. Uh, well, that would be my guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It's the artificial uh, reality of the economy is mm-hmm. holding people in the organization. It's it's not a trust. And I think too many managers are putting blinders on to think the people love their organization and are going to stay and, and don't recognize the fact that they're facing a mass exodus when this economy turns around and there's some other opportunities out there. Well, I think that's absolutely true. And, and, and uh, certainly I've over time experienced uh, uh, many senior executives in, in, in big companies who blinders is not quite the right word for them, but uh, here they are uh, laying people off and, and uh, or restructuring, and restructuring always means that somebody's losing their job, usually a lot of somebody's. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're thinking that everybody's just happy about this. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard them say it. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, our people just accept this as they understand that. And, uh, well, that's just not true. No. But they don't get out into the field and they don't listen and they don't observe and they sit in a cocoon that uh, enables them to somehow uh, let this all pass by them. Right, right. Exactly. Now, Frank, to take a little different look at trust, mm-hmm. uh, We've talked a lot about trust existing between the manager and his or her employees. Is that the only place that trust needs to exist, or or should it also exist between, we'll say, all the individuals? So between peers, you know, individual contributors who are peers or managers who are peers and so on as a function of the organization as a whole? Well, you pose a dicey question. Uh, it absolutely must exist between managers and their employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my in my view, we talked about what what happens or what could happen. It does. Yes. Uh, leadership at at all levels. That's their job to ensure that trust exists between leadership and and the uh, uh, the lead, if you will. Mm-hmm. Now, when you come down, you drive that concept down and you suggest that all employees must have uh, this level of relationship between and among them, uh, that's a little different story. Um, well, you would certainly want that if it were possible to have, 
but the larger the group, the less likely it is to be the case. You know? Right. Yeah. If you have a small group and there's uh, ten or twelve people there, uh, maybe you can pull that off. But but if you have a large group of hundreds of people in it, uh, the law of large numbers is just certainly going to say that that probably isn't going to work. So it it uh, unless it becomes divisive. Uh, it's it's not going to hurt in the short run. It will certainly hurt in the long run because you still have the same problem. If I'm if I'm next to you, um, and 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 we're both the same level, we're working working guys, and we sit next to each other, and I can't trust you to do your job well, and I know that's going to impact my job. Well, I don't feel very good about that. Yeah, right. And that's right. that's going to be that's going to be a problem. Well. Uh, given that, then what do we do uh, to protect it? What comes back to leadership? And leadership has got to uh, uh, find a way to be sure that that uh, this does not occur. Uh, uh, and and when it does, they have to find a way to fix it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they don't. Always, uh, maybe see it that way, but that's their job, and and they have to get that done. So leadership has got to step in and fix it. And if somebody is just not getting uh, getting the the program, then they have to remove them. Uh, ultimately, that's that's got to be the the leadership's responsibility. And. I hadn't thought of it before. I probably took way too much of an academic approach and said, oh, yeah, everyone should trust everybody else. But how in the world can you trust somebody you don't even know? And if you get especially into larger and larger organizations, there get to be so many people that you can't possibly know everybody. So how do you have that personal relationship and that earned trust? If trust has to be earned, you you can't hardly earn it if you don't know the person. And so that comes back to uh, uh, a concept that I dealt with in the book. Uh, when things happen, when you uh, have a deep experience with other people, you create a bond. Uh, and that bond allows people of different backgrounds um, different ideologies and so on uh, to become comrades and friends. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, this, you see this happening sometimes in, uh, you know, in, in like hostage situations and uh, where all of a sudden all these people come out, but the miners, I think we talked about the miners uh, mm-hmm. the last yes. time. So uh, um, the if leadership is smart about how they go about this, there is all kinds of circumstances and situations in which uh, people are working together uh, around a big project uh, that they can create this bond, and uh, and that uh, uh, is a means of, of making this come together because it when 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 you get through the at the end of the day well a ball club. You know, uh, I'll, you know, 
what have you done? A baseball team you put twenty five uh, guys together who um, a lot of times they don't know each other. Oh, uh, they know all of each other, but that's about it. And and now you're supposed to work as a team and trust each other, uh, and you know go out there and win ball games and and uh, and. You may not like the other person because of whatever reason there is, but you have to do this. And over time, if the manager is a good manager, he brings that team together. Right. And they function right. as a group. And those teams tend to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and then they come out of this and they're all pals <laughs> because they've gone through an intense experience together and, and they've won. Uh, that's what uh, leadership has to do. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's a baseball team or it's uh, or it's a work group uh, at the plant, um, but but leadership is responsible for managing the trust factor within uh, within their their uh, constituency within their company, and and to the extent that they do that, then they will uh, be more successful than those who aren't. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this edition of the Strategy Driven Leadership Conversation. I would like to personally thank Frank McIntosh for being with us today and sharing his insights on how to build trust between executives, managers, and employees. As always, we would appreciate receiving your feedback by email at podcast at strategydriven.com. If you enjoyed the show, please consider voting for us on Podcast Alley and visiting our website at www.strategydriven.com. You can find more information about Frank McIntosh and his book, The Relational Leader, at www.fjmacintosh.com. Until next time, so long.